Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C podcast at all of those. Subscribe on iTunes. Thank you. Today's guest, one of the original gang I started with, now occasional stand-up comedian turned advertising exec who has written some of the commercials you know and love over the years, such as not going anywhere for a while, have a Snickers, also worked on huge campaigns for Lowe's, Arby's, AIG, AT&T, Pizza Hut. He's worked for Gray Advertising, BBDO, is it TBWA Chiat? Yes. Huge Yankees fan, even uh-huh. dog, lo- even bigger dog lover, and the one person that could have helped Neil and I by putting us in commercials and did absolutely nothing. Please welcome <laughs> Brian Flynn, everyone. Is that the hey, real Brian reason he's Flynn. here? Come on. It's like I, I just yell out of in an intro. I got Neil in a radio yeah, commercial. He saved my and life. Peter. He did? Yeah, let's he, do this. Let's do it. Oh, that was a bad one. Wait. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That How did he some. save your life? I just one time he gave me a commercial with some money. <laughs> oh, you did. You did get yes. one. Oh, okay. I'm the only one left out. So uh-huh. and Peter Boris, we Peter. had him on. He begged to be on, and I got him his uh, health benefits. And then you cut him out of the commercial. Was that the no, one? No, I think was he was one? in maybe a half a second. No, but <laughs> oh, there was another commercial. Yes, he Pizza got. There was one commercial. He totally got cut out. My boss came in and said. Saw the commercial and he said, that commercial is an abortion. (laughs) Cut everyone out of there and make it all food. And Peter got cut. I go, Peter, I'm in the edit room. There's no way you're not going to be in that commercial. And boom, he's out in two seconds. (laughs) And they just cut the food. cut all food. Oh, my God. That's funny. We know you for 20. You're one of the original gang. Yes. That's right. And uh, I guess we met at Boston Comedy Club with Neil and Bethel. How'd you meet Neil? Is that how we met at I Boston? Don't rem- it was at Boston. Yeah, we, you guys were doing, we just all did it Friday nights, yeah. right? And how and did you know, group. and the other group? Pers- no, Saturday nights. We had no. Bob Luparello in that Bob, crew. And how did you know Bob? Bob, my best friend in college, married Bob's, well, married this girl, and then he introduced her to Bob's future wife. Okay. And so then I became the godfather of my friend's daughter. Bob's wife is the godmother. And then Bob and I, Bob came and saw me do stand-up. And, of course, he loves the attention. So then he's like, <laughs> I got to do stand-up, too. So he did He did stand-up Where was that. the first time you did stand-up? Stand-up New York. I did a, cl- I did a comedy class. Oh, you did a class. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Who wow. was the teacher? I can't remember that the had guy's to be. Name. You guys were around before oh, I was, so early 90s? like 94. 90- okay. And what drove you to do stand-up, though? Uh, my job in advertising sucked. So I, I was working nine to five and I wasn't being creative. I was writing commercials for uh, toys like uh, <laughs> Juice and Cookies Baby Alive. I was writing jingles for Juice and Cookies Baby Alive. Jingles. And, and My Magic Genies. So was- <laughs> I was dying and I needed to, an outlet. And so you, I started. Do you have doing, a musical background or anything? No, you just write the lyrics, you know? And, and then, then you, you hire somebody to write, to write them. the yeah. music. Oh, that's amazing. There you go. But when you, you did Stand Up New York and then you start coming down to the shows at Boston, that's how we all knew each other. Yes, the guy, the teacher said, I have a, I know a producer who wants to put on a show, and, and it was Risa. And so I started doing shows at 
Boston. Oh, and Friday. then I met you through Risa. That, probably. That's probably because I remember yeah. her. Oh, used to do Boston shows, too. And then Neil invited me down there, so I met all you guys doing that. And we yeah. did the Saturday. Was the it Saturday early, or Friday? Saturday. You was have, it, sat, no, it was Friday? Friday? No, it was Friday. Saturday night. It had to be Saturday. It was Saturday, 8 even, o'clock show, because no one wanted to do the 8 o'clock show in the village, because the big show was at right. 10, so we took the 8 o'clock yeah. show. Yeah. Which then Saturday, yeah. one drink, yeah. $5, and yeah. we all did comedy about two years. You have so many of my favorite comedy stories. I got Brian? Who, me? Brian. Well, they have to do with bob but oh. <laughs> one of my favorite no my favorite comedy story ever is when we we were all doing boston tons and we got the big showcase show oh my and God. we're oh. all on it with and all the packed. heavy hitters like louis Chappelle. i mean they're all coming down there and yeah we were all we were all they put us on the show because they all knew us from the eight o'clock show so they put us on this big showcase oh at 10 o'clock at 10 o'clock i don't think and i then, was on that but uh. none of us go on no i went on I went on like no, second, we, yeah, and I, on second. I had a cold, and I sucked, and it was a huge <laughs> showcase. And then Bob was That's supposed to go on like part. ninth, and then he went on 99th. <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't want to bump Bob, because he, he takes it personally. So uh, he was like, oh my God, I'm uh, this sucks, They're, they don't like me. And then he went on for five minutes, and there was complete silence for five <laughs> minutes. You could hear a pin drop in the room. And I'm thinking... Okay, when he comes back, I'm just gonna say, oh, it's because it's late and everyone's tired. But then the next comic was Mooney, and he crushed. <laughs> and so Bob comes back, and I'm I'm just gonna say, Bob, I, I admire your your perseverance. And he goes, I don't want to hear it. And he slams his briefcase and he runs out of that there. That was my favorite. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the whole reason I like that story because he case. he's doing comedy, but he comes from work, so he still got his briefcase. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. on, on the, a Friday. So no, this is a weekday Friday. showcase. It was like a big showcase. Uh, like it was a weekday Thursday. showcase. Yeah. And I love that. What comic like when you're done like bombing goes over, grabs your briefcase, <laughs> and shuts it. And he's like, "That's it. I'm walking yeah. out." <laughs> like, Terrible. Oh, <laughs> that's man. my favorite part. John Mooney, great comic. Bob Luparello. There's Bob still does comedy. Bob Luparello does comedy. Yeah, Bob's great. We, yeah. He's so, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Yes. He just no, had a bad you, night. You don't understand. Yeah. We were all so new. So we were all yeah, should never have been on the showcase that big. We were probably all weren't ready, but we were all, of course, really ready. We thought we were all really ready. <laughs> and then, of course, we weren't. It was too Everybody was doing it two, three years. It's nothing. There was huge talent on the showcase, though. It was like all these big heavy Zach hitters. Was there? No, Zach was probably there. Louis was there. I remember Chappelle. Stopped. I mean, there was big, uh, you know, back in the day, there was that one group that just crushed more than anybody at Boston and I think they did that show the, the comedy Johnny yeah Red Johnny and the round guy and they, oh, yeah, yeah. they shut off the lights and play the thumping mm -hmm. music you're doomed after that had anyway. to follow, yeah people had to follow Red Johnny and the round people yeah. don't even know that name anymore Red Johnny and the round guy but this was like a duo act that would absolutely bring the house down yeah. Yeah. and then the Red Johnny guy got a deal and left uh-huh and the round guy was like waiting it happened, tables. What happens at every comedy team? <laughs> he was literally waiting tables. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know him. But it, to this day, it was one of the most depressing nights I've ever seen. The at, guy uh, trying to do uh, it himself. No, <laughs> I went. Everyone would go out afterwards to the bar around Boston Comedy Club, and some. I went out there, and he's just at the bar by himself. The round and guy. The other, no, the guy that didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, the round guy. Yeah, yeah, the round guy. <laughs> and he was so depressed, and I talked to him just out of the blue. I was just stood next to him at the bar. And that was one of the most depressed human beings I've ever. And he was starting. He didn't even know me. He, you know, you're really depressed when you just talk to a complete stranger and unload your whole. It, uh, <laughs> Red Johnny was on Chicago Hope. Yeah, that big CBS Whoa. hit TV show. Got an acting career. Moved to L.A. and the round guy ended up winning tables. Oh now, what do you remember about twenty years? You remember about oh. all that time? What do I remember? It was I, fun, I, it was so right? Much fun. It was yeah. like this camaraderie. 
you know, with everyone hanging out and going out and making fun of each other and then going out for drinks afterwards at the Cedar Tavern and, yep, yep. you know, Which is Zach closed. and, and yeah. all those. Lisa Delarios was her birthday. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> like, you know, sweet girl. all those guys. And, and it was just fun. And we all know each other's act, you know, <laughs> back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. And everybody's trying to write new stuff. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You know? But we were also going around on serious, like crazy places. We were going to uh, this this dance club in New Jersey, <laughs> and we would all only go there to eat White Castle yeah, after. Yeah, we had no it, yeah. intention of doing yeah. comedy. Did you ever do that room? No. Oh my god, yeah. it was like oh, we had that booker. That guy booked us. He wanted me to do a birthday party, and, and it was in New Jersey, and he was going to pay me fifteen dollars. <laughs> 15 bucks to go to New yeah. Jersey and do stand-up. But his claim at a to birthday party. He was making like Gonzo films or yeah, whatever, Gonzo, like, whatever, yeah. whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he just would take average like housewives and they would wash their car in their bikini. Yeah. And he, he was... Oh and this was the booker. But that what was the name of that club we did? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. I mean, I like want to say 20, Teasers or something like maybe. that. Like something like that. Tasers. And it was like <laughs> tasers, a... It was like a strip, <laughs> that was funny. It was like a strip club later on and we would do it. And it was just so... You never did that room? No. It was so awful. I, you, there was the one uh, in Long Branch or something like that. Wasn't there a coffee shop? That's the only one else I knew in Jersey. The Coffee Bean or the, whatever. The yeah, Laughing the, Bean. The Laughing Bean. Did you guys did. do that yeah, one? Yeah, we did that one. Okay, that was that. That was a big Stress one. And, I, and I, just as I was about to start doing the Laughing Bean, they clo- they stopped the oh, mic. Geez. That you was know, Vinnie Fallon. You know what I think is funny? It's like at the time we all thought comedy was dead because Seinfeld had a show and, and, nobody, and, and Comedy Central was just on the air. Yeah. So nobody wanted stand-up. So everyone wanted to do something different, you know? Right. And I remember going to some show just to watch it where... You weren't supposed to tell jokes. You just told stories. And I sat there for an hour and nobody laughed. And then Mark Marin got up. He was young at the time. And he told a, a joke. And finally, everyone laughed. Right. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot we're not to tell jokes tonight. And <laughs> it was the only joke of the whole night. That was, was, yeah. that, that was called Luna Lounge? Yes, I think, it was, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, now they have, you know, storytelling nights. Yeah. They got storytelling shows. They got you know, uh, podcast. They have every possible thing. It mm-hmm. blew up. Yes. You know, we were talking to Peter Voris. They they told him, "Don't use the guitar. Don't use the guitar." <laughs> yeah. You know, because you're never going to be considered a stand-up. And now, yeah, I they've had I'm, people with specials using the guitar. Am I the last person on earth to do a, a podcast? I think. I think I am. Oh yeah. well, I mean, no. we we <laughs> didn't want to do one either, but why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're the sec- second to last. It, every couple of years, there's something new. Like it was the one man show. Remember uh-huh. that? It was yeah. everybody. You got to do a one man show. You got to do a one man yeah. show. And everybody did a one man show. And nothing. I happened. think it, what's tried and true just works. You know, just get up and tell jokes. Yeah, it's good. Speaking of which, my, you know, even to this day, we quote your jokes somehow. Uh-huh. Of all the jokes, I don't remember any Neil joke. Maybe one, the uh, the mm. moose, the oh, the yeah, lazy, yeah. Neil's lazy eye joke. Or the uh, the futon and the um. I don't know what that is. The futon and the... Yeah, his futon yeah. joke. He's got four yes. jokes. Yeah, that was a keeper. But, I tried but, to sell. Oh, the only good joke I ever had, someone tried to buy. I should have sold it. I still regret that. What, what would you have made? $20? I think jokes he are forever. offered Why would me you sell $50. It? And I, I, should have, I still regret that, not selling my Brian joke. Flynn's joke, uh, the Chinese food delivery man. Yeah. You know, so somebody fast. stole that bit and did it at Carnegie Hall. Are you serious? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to name him. <laughs> well, just so give us one, a hint. One, one Is he black or person. white? That's a good question. <laughs> His name rhymed with Marge or Barge. Uh, so, I could uh, see that. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, and yeah. I did a showcase. Yeah. So he was the MC, and I did a did my six five or six minutes. Yeah. And he did 20 minutes to start and then five to ten minutes in between each comic. Mm-hmm. So he did probably an hour and a half. It was the longest showcase ever. 
a month later, I went and he was doing my bit, uh-huh. and I didn't know what to do. He Robin Williams you. That's yeah. what everyone said Robin he, Williams. Uh, I don't even know. Because I think that guy stole so many bits he had to leave Manhattan. That's what I heard. I think yeah, he's, down he's in like Florida. in Florida. Yeah. He does the old folks' communities. He does cruises. He does. I still think my favorite story about stealing jokes, though, is remember Jeff Nichols and his book? Oh, remember yeah, Jeff, Jeff Nichols. We, we got to get him in here. I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. I love he, Nichols. I he used get to him. do comedy all the time with us, and he w- or we would be around the shows, and he told me, I, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he thought it was the funniest thing. He was on the road. He was bombing, and he's just like, uh, screw it. I'm going to do a Dave Attell joke. <laughs> and he, he said he was killing with Dave Attell, so yeah, he yeah. goes, he go, if you ask <laughs> yeah, him yeah, in yeah, the yeah, book, yeah, he yeah. says, and I think he said it in interviews, too, like, if... Why would I bomb doing my stuff when I could kill doing David Tell's stuff? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so yeah. he d- but he does David Tell's joke, and it even gets better. He goes to David Tell, and it's, it, the jokes stop working. He be- yeah. he was so good at doing David Tell's jokes, he went to David Tell and goes, Dave, I don't understand on this one line why this joke's <laughs> oh not working. God. And so they're having a conversation about David's jokes. He's like, yeah, that happens sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like David Tell doesn't even get mad that he's stealing. Oh, they're talking yeah. about like a part that's always quirky. <laughs> and so they had this weird and common thing. Okay, so wait. Recently, you just win Best Funniest Guy funniest in Advertising. Funniest Person in Advertising, second time, yeah. That, was, like, that was at that Gotham. That was at Gotham, yeah. And so where... That what was, does that do? Yeah. Uh, that and two dollars and fifty cents got me on the subway. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first time, actually, the first time it happened, there's a was lot of before people. the internet, nineteen ninety seven, and so. But it's all be, a scam was, to get people in there, isn't it? No, no, it? no. But the first time in nineteen ninety seven, I won funniest person in advertising, and it was a it was a total scam to get people in. But I won, mm-hmm. and my name got in the trades. Right, Brian Flynn, great oh. advertising, and I and I was saying I was working on girls' toys. Right, and. I got a call from the creative recruiter and she goes at Gray and she goes, hey, we didn't know you were funny. And I was like, well, you never asked. And <laughs> so then she put me on Starburst and okay. yeah. and I sold a Starburst campaign and then I got the job at BBDO. We were we were editing this Starburst campaign at this big editors where a lot of people from BBDO edited and the, the editorial machine broke. So they were like, you guys can go uh, do whatever you want for two hours. I said, well, I'm going to take a nap over here. So I, I take a nap, and this guy comes in, and he's rust- moving a chair around, and he says, hey, did you do this commercial for Starburst? I said, yeah. He goes, what would you do? I said, I-, I wrote it. You wrote that commercial? You want a job? I'll give you a job at BBDO. I work at BBDO. I'll get you a job. And I had a job three days later at BBDO. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All because you took a nap? Because I took a nap. That's, <laughs> when I, that's when I do my best work. <laughs> <laughs> but we sent him a letter. That's how long ago it was. That we sent him a funniest guy in Africa. Yeah, but because of that, I got to work on Starburst. Okay, and, you and then now we sent him a letter. Funny. We sent him a letter and said, you know, dear Charlie, had a dream the other day that somebody liked our work. P.S. Right. If it wasn't a dream, don't wake us up or something like that. <laughs> and, and we doubled my salary. And what? A, and so and now this. This round of funniest mm-hmm. guy in advertising that got me nothing. <laughs> but this is a this is a big deal. There. There's like all the I mean of all the businesses, but there's a lot of people that think they're funny in this business. But do people there are other advertising execs on these shows? Yeah, there were. I no one I ever heard of, and exactly, uh, I hadn't done stand up in 19 years, and uh, and I had, a lot of people were doing. I it. went to that show. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I killed had a it. Good set. I yeah. got lucky. Yeah, yeah. But you're the funniest guy in advertising. We can call I, you I that. I totally am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can trophy every or something? Employer, no. There's probably, uh, there's probably I got nothing. <laughs> there's probably a lot of blowback though because everyone thinks they're funny in that business. Yeah, I just uh, people were pissed that didn't win, but uh, yeah. I got nothing out of it. 
Yeah. Well, to me, it means everything because you're the funniest guy in advertising. That's how I always. Thank you. Man. As my friend, I always introduce you as that. Thank that's you. a big. That's a big cachet. And you're a big dog person. Yeah. A big gambling person. What? And a big, what? Gambling? <laughs> huh? And a, you like the and good I life. Bet on Cigars. Dogs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. bet on dog. You're a great wheeler dealer. Yes. Yeah. That's no, he, he Brian. He lives the life everybody single bachelor uh-huh. life that everybody sure. wants. To you're live. living the dream life because he's at the cigar I shop. I am. I on, mean, I am on net. <laughs> <laughs> It, uh, what if, yeah, when's the book coming out? Oh, How God. to live the dream life. Yeah. <laughs> when I start living it, Brian. And thanks. he has the dream apartment. Everything's yeah, together. No. Yeah, it's why is my life a nightmare? Then. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. All right, all right. Let's do the second oh, one. We kind of segued there a little bit, but I want to talk about advertising in the second segment because it's so fascinating. You did cross over from that world, mm-hmm. and you've written some ridiculously huge campaigns. Mm-hmm. That people know of. I mean, was it a natural transition to and from comedy? Like Gaffigan was in advertising. They Gaffigan said. was an advertising. See, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know what the transition was. Uh, for me, it was easy because it was a creative outlet. I wasn't being creative at work, so I was very creative doing stand up. But then, stand up helped me. I used to get nervous presenting to my boss. Right. I would walk in. The guy was my age, and my hands would shake when I was reading him a script. Then I did stand-up comedy in front of a hundred people. Right. With I didn't have a partner, I didn't have an art director, or there was no, you know, whatever. And then made presenting work so much easier. You just never get intimidated. You did now. have Bob though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, you just it's it that was the best part because it made everything in advertising so much easier. But but wait, so because I don't know if you know that I was an advertising minor in college. No, mm-hmm. yeah, really. I just threw that out there now, just so I can be part of the conversation. <laughs> I really did. I took advertising, but wait, wait, you were really an advertising minor? minor. Yeah, yeah. What was your major? Mm-hmm. My major was a uh, finance marketing. Oh, okay. And then I so finance marketing double major with a minor in advertising. I find that hard to and believe the whole thing. To be honest with you, but, <laughs> now you're working at right. school. And it sounds good. What? Yeah. It sounds really good. Yeah. Now he I'm goes, a here are the dodgeballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> don't kill anybody with the dodgeballs, please. No running in the hallway. <laughs> wait. Wait a second wait a second so back to advertising yep. this is a this is a business that is all i mean every commercial at least like 80 percent of them are, are funny besides the mm-hmm. form, big pharma commercials so but also wait let me just set up the advertising world it's also a business side and a creative side mm-hmm. so the business side and you guys because peter fishman we've had him in here yeah. he's more of a business side right. guy who wanted his whole life to be on the creative side and never could no, get he, there. He got there. I, eventually I, now, yes. but it took him 20 years to uh, even get it. I got inkling. him uh, a job at BBDO writing radio spots for, for me, and he was great. Funny. Yeah, but it but took that long. But this is a long. funny yeah, business, a though. I mean, every commercial I auditioned for for all those years, there's a million funny commercials, so you're just plowing out funny stuff. But you, yeah. it's definitely not the same as doing stand-up, obviously. You can, you can, it's more corporate and yes. you have to get to the bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah. But you're plowing out funny stuff. You're trying to. I mean, uh, you're trying to be funny. I mean, everyone thinks they're funny, but not everyone's funny. So, you know. Right. Yeah. So do, do you, but there's creative teams in an office. Yeah. Right? And then you guys present, do you all work on the same campaign or, and then create? Depends. And- like, yes. I mean, when I was at Shy at my last job, I worked on BNY Mellon mm-hmm. and that was pretty much all I worked on. It was just three people, three, my boss and me and my art director partner. And then at BBDO, I worked on a lot of different things at once because it's such a big agency. Mm-hmm. And so there could be 10 teams working on one project that could be just you. Um, that's how it works. And can you be too funny? I mean, if you really go right. for if you go for the funny, then you're not going to 
it's going to be too funny and you're not going to get the commercial in, right? No, you need no. the Does message. That make sense? Is that what Neil's saying? No. No. Doesn't you can't be too <laughs> controversial, too well, edgy. Like you yeah, can't I mean, go like, all uh, out on your funny. Like we just presented work to that for that startup, and and the, the right we there had was a, a scene. There was a scene where there people are carrying a body bag into uh, <laughs> into a ditch, and and that's kind of the big climactic scene. And the one comment was, "Oh, I don't know about." Carrying a dead body, you yeah. Know? So that yeah, see, that's kind of bumps like, out, you know. There is limits to what they yeah. will show, but yeah. then again, you know, I feel like there's always I've limits in your job and and lots of jobs. And then next thing you know, you see the commercial that does that, and then you're like, ah, I oh, please, uh, I was. There's this commercial. Have you seen this commercial? It's from like Japan, and it was. Uh, it's for laundry detergent, and the mm-hmm. Japanese woman puts her like this black guy into yeah, 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 yeah. the, the yeah, washing yeah, machine yeah, and he yeah. comes out yeah. white. So it's like people that passed. Uh, yeah. That was on <laughs> no, the air. Know. You know, so but you yeah. got to have some big time. But there are people that there are products and companies that take bigger chances. Yeah. But I, I did a commercial once with um, um, it was for Pizza Hut and it, ne- it cost over a million dollars. It never aired. And originally Ooh. it was it was Pizza Hut's Twisted Crust Pizza, right? Right. And this is how long ago it was. It was Kobe and Shaq were playing on the Lakers at the same time. <laughs> okay. And they were feuding. And so they were like, hey, Kobe, one thing we can agree on is this Twisted Crust Pizza from Pizza Hut. Yes, yeah, Shaq. You know, everyone knows that the, the crust is the best part. What? Well, maybe if pizza... Uh, learn to pass the uh, ball, uh, it would be considered the best part. Well, if, maybe if the crust didn't, wasn't out four to six weeks with alleged industry, uh, injury. And so Pizza Hut's, we, we love that idea, but we can't afford Kobe and Shaq. So here we got two people for you, Carmen Electra and Marie Osmond. What? Yes. And, and after that, I washed my hands of the project. My bosses took it over. God bless them. And they made it so Carmen Electra and Marie Osmond were fighting they were going out for the same casting sessions all okay. the time. Yeah, can you believe that? Yeah. And, the, and, the, and anyway, they, it devolved into this fight. Yeah. And Pizza Hut saw it, and one person in the room said, "I think that's offensive to women." And the commercial never saw that. Was like it. That. Yeah. A million dollars. Yeah. And does that part frustrate you about the business? No, no, I didn't just... want anyone to see that commercial. <laughs> that was the worst commercial I ever worked on in my life. Uh, but but it, the, 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 does that frustrate you though, where you're coming up with all this comedy all the oh, time, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then you're always feeling like it's being pulled back if they yeah. would just go for it it wouldn't yes because you're doing stand-up at night knowing this shit works right. all the time and then you totally. have to go in yeah you think you're the funniest person in the room and then someone says no you're not i am and and then they Ugh. want their idea so is it it's crazy is it crazy cutthroat as you would think yes is it know, like mad not, men the show i never saw the show mad men once. oh seriously not once no, oh it's too never painful to one. watch <laughs> I just was burned out on advertising at the time and then i just talked I, I worked with a lot of those people and they said this is not true. Mad Men is kind of bullshit. So. Oh, okay. Is there um, uh, what was I gonna ask? Is is there a favorite campaign you worked on? Like you were always back in the day. You were like, oh, you doing stand up this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I gotta go to Hawaii and yeah. film these four <laughs> spots. Like with what? the Navy with Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Uh, my, I, I don't know what my favorite campaign was. I think the AIG campaign was great with the kids and yes. and AIG was doing uh, terrible work when we took it over and then it was fun and we were shooting with good directors and great kids and then we were literally on a call back for the next spot and they're like shut the production down and we're like why 
oh, AIG, the the company that's tagline is the strength to be there. It might not be here tomorrow. Oh. It's uh, hemorrhaging money. That's and, like uh, that. That was the 2008 or yeah, yeah. 2008. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's yeah. the day after the. Um, yeah. That was the Lehman one. Brothers. That was next, uh, that was also the one I was gonna, Brian was going to cast me in. Oh, yes. was that the one? <laughs> that was it. You both were in the next spot. <laughs> we were. We yeah, were in the, the next two spot. Adults. We were behind Neo DC Benny's the, uh, tree there with yeah, the kid. DC yeah, DC Benny was in that spot. Oh, was he really? He was a dad. Yeah. He's thinking about butterflies. Don't you yeah. remember that? That's a good spot. Yeah. What about the one, the kid from the middle? Um, Atticus. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's in that. Uh, he's and in it was so funny because I remember I looked at 100 kids. Yeah. And I, my, my partner, my art director, was in the office next to me. And I said, listen, I'm going to save you 99 kids. Just go to number whatever, Atticus Schaefer. He is the kid. So my partner, I hear him put the tape in, tape, and he goes, what are you kidding me? This kid is effed up. <laughs> I go, yeah, he's effed up, but I cannot take my eyes off of him. Right. And then the director is like, there's only one kid, Atticus Schaefer, and that was his first TV spot. We made him cry, unfortunately, because he had filmed the pilot for The Middle. Right. Oh, and the pilot for The Middle was originally with Ricky Lake. As the mother. Oh, oh shit. She got and, fired? Yeah, and this other guy, this other actor, they all, everyone, the whole cast was replaced except for Atticus. Wow. So, and, 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 and so he had only shot the pilot. And, you know, I guess they only shoot like two scenes, two mm -hmm. times for each scene. You know, advertising is literally 50, time, 50 times per oh. take. And, and he thought he was bad and he cried. Oh, and then wow. we smacked him around. <laughs> Get back in there, kid. And okay, then that so, kid can buy and sell all yeah, of us. Totally. Wait, yeah. so so that leads us into the casting part of it. So you're you're shooting a commercial. You're in the room. How much power do you have in there? A, a casting. I mean, um, again, you have a lot, but all it takes is one person to shut it down. Yeah. That's it. One person to say, "I don't like the way she smiles," and that's it. They're, you're and everyone starts agreeing with them. Yeah, yeah I could see that. It. I could see that. I could. Yeah. So, oh. Shit. That is the worst. All right, I'm going to still keep going to commercial auditions. Well, you, you always get to like the final four of these commercials. Mm. I, I was And the, then I, I claim the... that Neil is so creative that I, this is serious. It's, he's so creative that they go, well, we could do it that way. You know, he gives uh -huh. them something new, the choice. Uh -huh. But then when he gets to the final, when everybody's in there and they go, what's the line? Like, Drink Poland Spring. Neil's like, I think you should drink Poland Spring. No, please just do the line. <laughs> do He's like, drink Poland Spring. Okay, and go. Like, you know what is really good? Poland Spring. And they're like, just do the fucking line. And then, sorry, Neil. Yeah. Fired. Uh, I was like, I just need enough to go to Vegas. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Wait, so when, you, when you're casting commercials, though, how, how much are you involved? I mean, are you... How much did you know that world? Did you know every actor? You started mm. asking. Because, and the, did you, this two-part question... Two-part question? Uh, this sure. is my first two-part question. Okay. I just um, want to make a moment. Go ahead. No, the second part is, did you see where advertising is going and commercials going now where every single person's a star? Like, I never well, saw I, advertising yes, because I was going out all the it, time. There was too. a stigma to being a star and being in commercials, just like there was a stigma for a movie actor to be in TV shows. But now, they don't, there's... It's Nobody gone. cares. They just want to make the money. They don't care. I mean, right. there's so much money for an, a star in a commercial... And it literally takes them one day to shoot, and they make what most people make in a year. Exactly. So like William just, Shatner must have made from just Priceline right. alone. Yeah. A ridiculous amount of money. And, you know. But you were doing that Pizza Hut with all those guys, and they were making tons of, the, like yeah. at the end with the Zach or whoever, they're making all this money. But so so now you think it's completely broken down now. Uh -huh. Yeah. Now every actor's doing it. So a normal yeah. guy is never getting any more commercials, really. Probably. 
<laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Sure. I'm just sure. <laughs> That's not, back in the day we were going out a lot, right? Now they moved everything yeah. to Toronto. Is that true? Or you know, well, Canada? they shoot in. Diff- they like to go somewhere else because they just buy out the talent. They pay them one set fee, and it's kind of oh. sucks. So well, I shot a commercial in Australia once for three days, and they had ten uh, on on camera talent people. They paid them five grand each. Had they shot that in the U.S., it would have cost um, five hundred thousand dollars for oh, the talent. God. So, uh, so I know moved, my favorite instead of fifty thousand dollars. What was your favorite commercial you did? Move to Australia. My favorite commercial I ever did. What the funnest one I ever worked yeah. on was Far and Away. I did Long John Silver's. And what was that? I just I felt like the one. I just felt like the directors were super fun, and it was really funny. And, what, and it totally did whatever we did didn't end up tell everybody the commercial the commercial was just it was back as uh the cop pulls me over mm. smells a long john silver steals it takes it <laughs> that's it and he just and he just drives off drives past us and it was hilarious did we see it on tv <laughs> i didn't see that no yeah, it, exactly. it literally aired like one day and then some i see on cnn some dudes protesting that it's making cops look like thieves oh and, man and, uh, <laughs> You and had I, a couple of them and like I got, that. I got yeah. my first check. It was for $22 instead of like $2,200. <laughs> no, well, what was that. the one that was raining when you came out with the umbrella and it was pouring? Uh, the one where you get out of a cab when there's an umbrella. Oh, yeah. That was for the Tribeca Film Festival. Oh, okay. That was really fun, but that was really hard because it was freezing and they made us do it in the rain for like eight <laughs> hours. And that's when, that's when I became a, a bitchy actor. I'm like this sucks. Yeah, Neil's got all these commercials, but they aired like for no, two seconds. Yeah, yeah. Or I didn't know that. I, I was like the schmoey guy that they didn't care about. All they cared about was the girl and the guy in the commercial, and the, the girl had a wetsuit on. Mm. And I didn't. No one told me to wear wetsuit, so I'm just freezing my ass off for four hours. I'm the dumb comic in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Brian never told me that. I'm like, come on, Brian. I did a couple of them. My favorite one was uh, uh, the one, the agent one. Uh, no, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, too. I like that one. That was closer to you, I thought. The age one was exhausting though, because that was a buyout, and it was three commercials, a series of three commercials for American Movie Channel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was exhausting because we went from like seven in the morning to like one a.m. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, wow, this is this is no joke. Because yeah. they were like, we're gonna do the third one after dinner, just and they were negotiating for an extra hour or whatever right, that right. was. And I was just loopy by the end. Mm-hmm. Of, it was exhausted. No, my favorite one was. Um, uh, Wendy's. They flew me to Miami first class. Never been on a plane first nice. class before. Put me up in the hotel. We get there. I don't even have a script. Yeah. I did audition. I don't even know what for. And it was called the spots called. They had a huge uh, airplane hangar with all mm-hmm. the sets on it that they had built. So they go from one to one. And so I'm sitting there at like ten in the morning. We don't show till like two in the afternoon. I don't do anything. I'm looking. Then they hand me the copy they want to do. I have nothing. I have. I'm an. I'm an air traffic controller who's <laughs> been eating the lunch and sleeping uh, on the job. Yeah. And all the camera's gonna do is pan all the way across at me and the other airline mm-hmm. air guy. Just, just out cold. That's, That's it. it. That's so I'm it. sleeping on no camera lines for two seconds. That's no lines. Dream. That's the dream. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I, and I, I felt so good. I played basketball with the director at lunch <laughs> i was so afraid i was going to turn an ankle or something like that <laughs> you're out yeah i'm out but was, you just like that whole so thing because nice. you got first class if you fly coach you're not liking that spot i just remember two days of like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened <laughs> yeah. to me uh it was just the perks 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 and they got ridiculous money paid no when you could book them you'd make some money yeah it's good I mean, help me quit my good. job 
They were pretty good. Did no- and the director, as he's panning the, I'll never forget this. As he's panning the camera across, he mm-hmm. goes, "Like this, it's MOS." So they, no sound for those people at home. And they're panning the camera, and as they're panning the camera, he's like, "Good, real good." He goes, "Can you believe we're paying you two to just do this?" <laughs> as he's as he's yeah. panning, yeah. you know, because everyone knows. Then now, did you have a horror story? Did you have to fire people, or you have the bad actors, or not? Uh, for the most part, no. No, we did. No, we've had stern talkings to people saying like you had actors just that just produced on audition. We did some radio spots and and that were funny. And the actors came in and the guy running the show said, it's, "This is a funny commercial, but these actors are making it not funny." And we just said, you "Was guys his name are done?" Was his name Neil Potter? No, <laughs> you guys are done. And then we brought we recast, and that was it. All we right, did two, that for radio. Two what things about, while we wrap this up. Sorry, right. Neil. One, who's the best now? Is it Geico? Those yes, commercials. Geico is the are best, they yes. in house? Who's doing? No, it? they have an agency in Mark. Also, uh, I think Popeyes is great because they, they actually made me buy a turkey the other day for Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> you like it. My turkey. I just saw the commercial. The, the, the turkey looked great. <laughs> and on Wednesday, I'm going to pick up a Popeyes turkey. Yeah, but Popeyes is great. Have you I've ever, never you, had You never Popeyes. had the fried chicken? Never. In, oh, my ever, God. Never. So good. The red beans and rice and fried chicken are great. Okay, well, I'm going to get You that feel then. shitty about yourself when you <laughs> leave there? <laughs> and it's embarrassing? Neil, but, every segment we do, and Neil tells a story, it always ends with, you feel shitty about yourself, but... You feel shame now. I, yeah. I swear to God, when I went to McDonald's, I put my bag in... In my backpack because <laughs> I was shamed. I'm, I'm it's you shameful should. to eat at Popeyes. Eats at McDonald's. What grown man can go to Popeyes in New York now? If you're in the south, you're, you're in. in a big yeah. line with a bunch of people like you eating Popeyes. Sure, all right. I want you to tell this story real quick. The well, not real quick, but t- take your time. You said now you were telling me before the show that there would be a sexual harassment oh, yeah. issue. Oh my god. I, uh, my last job I saw in uh, orientation, they had a uh, sensitivity section of the orientation, and I learned that something I said at my old job 20 years ago would have gotten me a, a, a one-way ticket to the <laughs> HR. And I was working on a pizza at All Food Spot, and it was all food, and I didn't realize at the time that writers didn't need to go to these unless they were hungry and wanted to eat pizza all day because mm-hmm. there was no the, the script was just a rough estimate of what they were shooting there was no need for the writer to be there but i went and i was nervous and the producer i was working with this was this pregnant woman she was probably eight months pregnant and the script supervisor comes up and says oh you know the script's a little long and and now the producer should have said it doesn't matter because i've done a hundred of these but she instead she goes the script is long do your job and she throws the script at me in front of everybody now i'm mortified right (laughs) so Anyway, a week later, we're editing this spot, and she's in the room, and there's like 10 people in the room, and she's rubbing her belly, and she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe how big my stomach got. I said, your stomach? You should see your ass. (laughs) (laughs) You said that out loud? Yes. (laughs) So you got her Uh, back. Yeah, you would have been fired. She she punched you? Yeah, she punched me really hard. (laughs) I deserved it. I got one word after that, freelancing. People didn't like her. People didn't like her at that editing house, and I was like the hero for oh, the day. And shit. Brian's been freelancing ever since. Yes. You got to write a book on advertising. That's your next goal. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. We'll come back to advertising in the fourth segment. You'll see sure. why. We're going to do a quiz. Oh, shit. But um, this segment, we huge Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. We're going to a hard corner here to the Yankees. Right. We just finished the se- uh, 2017 season mm-hmm. at airing of this. Um, um, Aaron Judge came in second yesterday mm-hmm. in the... MVP voting, right? And uh, he came in first in Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, where are we now? It's amazing, right? Oh, this it's is, awesome! This is one of the best years. That was the most fun summer in yes, a long, long time. It was time. so much fun. Like you felt it. 
but it's going to be so much better even the next several years. It's the beginning of maybe a dynasty. It could be. I mean, if we put one in the bank, it'll be really good. Yeah. But uh, I'll take one. You yes. Know? But yeah, they, they have this young team. Uh-huh. It's so much fun when they're young and whatever. Like, do you remember it being like this in 95, 94? Yes, it reminded me of 95 and 97. Like, it was so much fun. We just missed out. And, but, but at that time, it was depressed. And now I feel very optimistic because history kind of has a tendency to repeat itself. This so. is the first time I've been this Uh-oh. optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I, like, Neil, we'll get to Neil in a second. But I mean, the optimism, I, I said this forever. I told Neil this for like three years at least. Mm-hmm. And anybody who would want to hear, I said, the day Alex Rodriguez walks out that door, totally. oh, man. this is going to be the, gr- I'm telling you, yeah, there was just the a, skies will part. Was like and it a, was literally, it literally happened. The yes. day he quit, it was pouring, pouring raining. Yes. That was his last yep. game. They, he, the, the next day, it's like Aaron Judge comes in, the skies part. It's yep. a beautiful sunny day. And he hits one off the, yes. the restaurant in yeah, center field. It was just like this general malaise with that guy. Like he was like a, it was an albatross. An albatross, and it brought everyone down. People love him, but and I don't hate him, but it was just a drag on the team. Well, the funny thing about A-Rod is like, it's crazy because he has all these great things he did. I know he's going to remember be remembered for steroids, but he, he has these great numbers. And so you think everyone would remember how not clutch he was, how much he choked. No. But they don't. They don't. They Everyone's like, amazing. he was the greatest. Yeah. It's like, it's gone away. It's like, it's yeah. weird. That, that's well, kind of hard for me to accept. One but. good World Series, and that was That's it, what you know? people say, but I don't remember that World Series he being him at run. all. One home Against run. Against Minnesota, he had one good series yes. in that run. He, he didn't had have one a, where he struck out, and then he hit a home run to, like, uh, extend the game closed. with extra yes. innings like into row one of right. the right field seats right <laughs> and the, the other guy... one in Philly hit the camera or something like that right. that was a home run but that World Series to me was CC Sabathia was amazing Matsui Matsui mm-hmm. and then um, like Damaso Marte believe it or not <laughs> like they could not hit Damaso yeah, Marte yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. this crazy lefty wait so both you guys like the Yankees from birth forever yes like how from long birth. have you been oh, what like, was the first game you ever your dad was, was uh, a Yankee Paul fan Paul Blair uh, was playing for the Orioles and, and oh Don Buford let off the game with a triple uh, over Bobby Mercer's so head this? in the old 1970 yeah, so your family this was a family yes, thing your yeah. dad liked the Yankees big time yeah oh, okay and and you too oh nobody in my my father was not from this country so I just learned everything my my I, he used to say I would sing I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy when I was a little kid. So he's like, you're a Yankees. And he just got me a Yankees hat. Uh-huh. But our whole block was either Yankees or Mets. Yeah, yeah. And I think I might have gone home. My father said, you're, no, you're Yankees. And it was always Yankees, Mets. Yeah. Huge rivalry on the block. Like whenever you, you chose the properly because. And uh, also I sent away for autographs. Everybody sent away for yeah, autographs back too. in the day. Yeah, Bobby Mercer. Yeah. And I got yeah. Bobby. Bobby yeah, Mercer yeah. would send me back those pictures yeah. and Greg Nettles. And I wrote like, dear Mr. Mercer. I saw Bobby Mercer in like the 90s. That he was at the advertising agency I worked on. I said, uh, hey, Bobby, did you get my letter? He said, what letter? I said, I sent you a letter in 1972. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wore number one because of Bobby yeah. Mercer. And then they traded him. And then when he came back, Billy Martin took number one as the manager, yeah. and they made him number two. And I'm, I'm, I hated Billy Martin for not because giving him that. back. Oh, oh, really? I hated him forever. My only claim to fame with old time Yankees is I brought Moose. 
Muscarin. One of the it probably wasn't. Well, you him. worked oh, at, Mickey, worked Mantle's. at Mickey Mantle's. No, but one of the guys was drunk as shit at the bar, and I carried him to the hotel next All door. Oh, you carried Muscarin? I think it. I, won't, I don't know. Big. He might the sue guy with me. The flat top. I don't know. It was one. They were so He's still alive. That's what I'd always have to do. They come in there, drink, and everyone they'd love it because everyone else ask them for their autographs, and they get ripped at the bar, and then I'd have to carry him. A bunch of us would carry him to the hotel right next door. Yeah. Hmm. That's how. So I, I, I've helped the Yankees. <laughs> Neil has been. Neil gets so mad at the Yankees. Like the text I get from Neil every day. He hated the day Joe Torre walked out that door. Joe, Joe Girardi. Girardi. Well, I mean Joe Torre leaving, and then yeah. Joe, the Yankees hired Girardi, and Neil has just hated him ever since. So have I. I've hated Girardi not ever since. I actually wanted him to be the manager, and then I hated him after I watched him manage. I hated him. Yeah, because we <laughs> have the same. Him. We have this argument. And I all liked the time. him. Yeah. I liked him you at don't first. Don't do what and he Neil's did. been killing me killing me killing me and then i thought this particular year my was his worst year Terrible. ever managing and then he made this huge run at the end i'm like i think yeah. he's gonna keep his job and he got fired i've totally. been wrong it's all so the way the, uh, the, the whole world got to see how bad of a manager he was uh, in that game where yeah. he didn't make that call and it's like he's managing. Sometimes he felt like he was managing his first game ever. He was terrible, resting players all the yeah, time. That's what drove me the most crazy. Yeah, that I drove couldn't Neil take the it. Most. It just drove me insane that he kept saving for a day that was never coming. And then this year, when they get into the playoffs, he's still resting people. Yeah. It was all he cares about. I don't know how he got. It. I think it it became this weird thing with Joe Torre did it, where they got all these big time stars, Giambi. All the they paid all this money for all these people. And then they started resting everybody. All they cared about Look, is trying to rest everybody. No, no, no. That's all. Every broadcast all would be like, he's rest resting players. him. He's resting him to save him for this, to save him for this. And the, the day was never coming. Wait. Well, they were saving him for a day. And then meanwhile, Jeter played every day. Matsui played every day. CC mm -hmm. pitched. And then like, who, what are we doing? Like, well, with older did, players, that was his strategy for keeping him fresh. Because I thought he thought. Did he rest CC? Never. Well, they're he on only, rotation. He only rested like all the. He had these crazy. Well, those theories. guys do rest. They rest. They don't pitch for no, four I'm, days. I'm, he had these. Your crazy, idea of rest is ridiculous. No, he had this crazy theory. When you're hot, you just all the other teams are playing people and doing stuff, but not him. All he cared about was like, I hope these guys are rested for yeah. the next day. I hope these guys are rested for the playoffs, and they yeah. stop making the playoffs. It just never made I, sense. I, to I me. never agreed that, with your rest theory, level. but every once in a while it would come up, and I was like, Oh no, because Neil's right today. Like I would agree with him. Neil I won every 10 times there was one where who, the who opening series of like back in the day whatever it was like Posado caught game one mm -hmm. and then he rested game two mm -hmm. so like he couldn't even get the starting catcher through the first series of the year right without resting him and it I was like it doesn't work it it's, no it, sports do not work like that I wish uh everyone always says like in San Antonio Spurs Greg Popovich is you know going deep in the sports here but Greg Popovich is a genius he rests all his people he doesn't play him but no, when he was winning, he didn't do that. All of a sudden, recently, he They're starts old. resting. They're old. The players it were old. It doesn't work. It creates this weird I malaise disagree. and this weird lethargy. When teams are good, they LeBron James does not rest. He just it keeps grinding well, and grinding. Every, That's the way it is. In it's basketball, 50% of the teams make the playoffs. Is that it? And, yeah. and in baseball, it's so few. And the goal for the Yankees last year should have been win as many games as possible and get the that's your division. goal. Yeah, yeah. They, right. they, they were better than the Red Sox. I agree. Instead, he just said, oh, let's just get the wild card. And I think it cost them. Yeah. I don't know if it cost them, but I do think he could have. You're right as far as like we could. You could have put the pedal to the metal more mm -hmm. and try and win that division. Mm -hmm. And he kind of, you know, at, it was like, oh, no, we're, we're still there. We had some bad streaks and we were still hanging in there. And then uh, I just think he pulled the. You know, you're right. I think that he's very quick to pull the plug on oh. this game's over. Mm -hmm. or that, Over, and I give up. I and give here's up. 
Tyler Clifford the worst pitcher in the history of relief. <laughs> yeah, when bring ever. him in like four days in a row. Oh, he's so bad. And and the irony of irony is that guy won the World Series. Yes, true. <laughs> he's on that last but I mean, roster. He was a pitcher that pitched for as a reliever for the Mets and the Nationals, two teams that yeah. need relief pitchers. Yeah. And they both didn't touch him with a 10-foot ball. I just think you can't go at sports like that. You can't really go at life like that. It just doesn't work. It's just a philosophy doesn't work mm-hmm. where you're constantly – Worried about resting people. Look at the when the Cubs won, they pitched uh, what's his name, the reliever, like till they were blue in the face, and they won, and, and it got him in. And that actually hurt us this year. Yes. The, there you go. It hurt the Yankees this year, and everybody said in the know, like he's just exhausted from mm-hmm. last playoffs. And even he said, you know, like it was just mental for a while. So they shut him. The Yankees basically shut him down yeah. for a while. I, I I, after this, I have an interview for the Yankees managerial job. Do you? Oh, yeah, perfect. You're Brian Cashman's <laughs> job? <laughs> Who well, do you want to be manager? I don't even know. I have no, I don't know. Hensley Mullins is uh, like, what? Bam, bam. I don't know. Um, they, the, John Mattingly? No, he's no, not going. Yeah. Joe Espada, maybe the third base coach. They like him. I like the guy. They, you know, Paul O'Neill? When they showed, yeah, Paul O'Neill is want that job. Mm-hmm. The the Yankees uh, power and pinstripes. The up and they showed yeah. the AAA thing. Al Padrique was the um, AAA coach, uh-huh. and they seem to really. He seems like a Tory type, like uh-huh. real kind of cool, laid back. They seem to really respond to him, but it's really not that complicated to manage baseball no. of all the sports. But I do think you have to have sort of like a combination of like you know technical ability to see the future. You know, like right. you have to see the lefty righty, see what that guy's going to do, what see what could happen, and also some gut instinct on, uh, like this guy's thrown like twenty five pitches and gone three innings and they can't touch him. Can he go the fourth yeah. inning? Like mm. let him go the fourth. Like Joe Girardi, no. very rigid. And, oh, I look in the binder and it says take him out now. But so. the Yankees kind of like that, so I don't know. Yeah, it, so you're gonna apply for the job too because yes. that was that was quite the pitch. <laughs> no, I was definitely more the uh, your I don't, first base. This coach? guy's still rolling. I <laughs> I don't need him for two days. Like yeah. let him go. Let mm-hmm. Sean Shane Green go yes. for six innings if he can and finish the game. I also love my starter going. Like you're you're in there for six. I don't care how many runs you let up because yeah. at some point you gotta. These guys have to learn how to get through adversity. Right. The first sign of guy getting on, a guy will hit a single or first mm-hmm. and second. He's coming out. Like why? You, so like, you're you're gonna be managing Scranton is what probably you're saying. Scranton. You're Scranton. I'm gonna have to start low. <laughs> no. Where's single A Yankees? Yeah. Uh, wherever it is, uh, Tampa. This okay, t- wait. So why did you? If you love the Yankees so mm-hmm. much and you're diehard, you have the season tickets, and we're all waiting for you to call us to go to the games, and you don't. <laughs> Me? Yeah. And then why do you give up your tickets? Uh, I you didn't like the news. Uh, we just had season tickets in 2009. Like we started getting season tickets in '97. And then we had decent seats. And then in 98, we wanted to upgrade. So we went to the stadium and we said we want better seats and we're willing to buy a whole season as opposed to a 33-game plan. So the guy takes us out like 20 sections further out in right field. And we're like, we wanted better seats. What do we have to do to get better seats? He goes, oh, you should have been here in 95. <laughs> like we're about what? to throw down $3,000. <laughs> and he's like, should have been here in 95. He's grabbing his balls. And anyway, uh, so we had season tickets and then we just didn't like the new stadium. It got too much to go to. Every, I mean, it felt like I was on the team going to like 40 games yeah, a year. That's a lot. And we just gave it up. It was we couldn't sell the tickets. Also, in 97, 98, you could get thousands of dollars for your tickets, which we didn't do, but we should have. Yeah. And then in 2008, when we gave them up or nine, you couldn't even give the seats away. 
Yeah, I hate. They're I so like expensive. I yeah. sit. In, I'm sitting there in the front row at Leslie Jones, and it's a different world, obviously. But outside of that section, if you just, I could never afford that ticket. Never. Mm-hmm. It's like two hundred fifty dollars face value. Uh, for yeah. like just your regular home game, but oh, that whole area is two hundred. Like, but I've we've t- I've talked about this the whole fr- that that section drives me bananas because you watch on TV, you think nobody's there, but the yeah. entire sound it's, comes from up to down. It's, it's everything wrong with the world that we live in today. That the, the Yankees would have thought that they're gonna put the best seats and give them to people that care the least, right? About the team, it drives mm-hmm. me crazy. Now, when I sat in them, I really had a good time. I enjoyed <laughs> with the free lobster. <laughs> no, wait yeah, a second. Yeah. When I was delicious. when I was down there, I was like, "Holy shit!" These yeah. it, it just pisses me off. After it was all over, but during it, I loved the whole experience. I mm-hmm. ate like I ate out of control eating. I put stuff in my pockets. I did the whole thing. It was my bucket list. One of my bucket list things, and it's just but it's a it different world. And when you have to sit in the last row, uh, four hundred, which I like. You know, we've mm-hmm. gone to. For twenty bucks, we used to go to the four hundred section. Yeah. But the box is supposed strange. to be up top, where they where the the box where they did it right in the Astrodome, and they did it right in Yankee Stadium. All the corporate shitty seats that people don't care are just up there drinking and partying. Should be at the top where they yeah. don't have to watch the game. No. that's how it should have been to move the bo- to move that to the bottom where all the people that really the diehard people were in the Yankee jerseys. Yeah. Now they have to sit. It just, mm-hmm. it's just shameful. Yeah, they just—they're not as vocal. That rich no. people just aren't as vocal. Period. But the Super Bowl is the same thing. If you go to the Super Bowl, yeah. the entire bottom is corporate, and they all sit there like, "Oh, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous throw," you know. And they don't know. They've never been. They just want to go to mm-hmm. a, the Super Bowl. I'm going to do an air quotes. Right. But the upper I bowl is all the famous <laughs> the people at home. Kids. The the upper bowl is where the sa- same thing. And the sound comes from up to down. So it's touchdown score. It literally goes up, and then uh-huh. the sound kind of goes down through right. the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. So you hate the new Yankee Stadium? I don't hate it. I don't love it. I think it's a missed opportunity. You know, it should have been. I also hate the right field wall. Could you have just made it? Like, I don't want to be a joke of a park. You know, right. I would love to have built that another. <laughs> you know, ten feet back, fifteen. Oh. So it's just you know these row one Yankee Stadium home runs are just stupid. Three hundred and fourteen you know? feet. Yeah, they yeah. thought it was going to be the same dimensions, but it's not quite. Yeah. And for some reason, the air, the way the air flows around mm-hmm. the stadium, the ball. Oh, jumps the Yankees out. love it because they hit home runs. Yeah, because they're like yeah. you know that's the Bronx Bombers. Mm-hmm. The home runs are good for. Uh, yeah, for chicks baseball. Take the long ball. And that, you miss the old stadium. Yes, I miss it. And yes. Oh yeah, the old stadium is is great but this stadium i love it because it's new and it's it's, yeah, well, you're uh, it's in the big $2, well it's also big the, but no the scoreboard's gigantic yeah, yeah you only <laughs> like those seats do you like it when we went up and sat up top yes i like it up you there. didn't seem near as happy you know you know what you though? weren't texting people hey look at me i'm yeah. at the game no the, the only difference between those seats are well not only the view obviously but the people around you you don't have to listen to that guy who oh goes, my gosh you know <laughs> yeah hey do- hey yeah. dory yeah. suck it yeah. you don't hear that down low never Never. Never. So that be first I don't class. mind. I don't mind going first class. Yeah, I mean it's it's like it's a plane. So true. Yeah. Like in the first inning of a game against Tampa and there's two strikes and they're screaming at you to stand stand yeah. up you're not a fucking real fan it's fucking April 23rd yeah. okay there's not really a wave uh, down below no, I mean, oh, please yeah. it's a whole different world yeah um, tell this story real fast you guys go I remember this one oh. game against Cincinnati I, I, it's it's like Philadelphia. 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 Yeah. You're right. And I'm at. You guys are in Vegas. Yankees are playing. The you guys Phillies. are betting on everything in Vegas. Yes. I'm at home watching this game, uh-huh. and you guys are texting me. And Neil, like, I come down, and and it was 
They're down by six in the night. Yeah, nine. and we're trying to find the Yankees on a TV, and there's and Neil's freaking out because I was filling out a, I was filling a, out application at the Burger King in he, Vegas. He, he bet I every, had my I had, had most he, of it filled out. He put everything he had on the trip on the Yankees. I figured and, they, and they couldn't, couldn't find the game on TV. So it we wasn't went on to this TV. Other casino, and he's screaming, "It's a conspiracy! It's a conspiracy!" <laughs> So we go in and the Yankees are down six nothing, yeah. I think. In, in the ninth. Going into the going well, into the ninth. It's like the, or in the seventh. Eighth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Neil goes to play blackjack because he's free he lost all his money. I was at that point know. I was flipping the burgers at yeah. Burger King. I had yeah. taken the job. He I knew I had to blood. get home somehow. He gave plasma <laughs> at the blood bank and I was like, uh, take the blood, just give me was, some cash. And I and then I go in and the Yankees stage just miraculous come So six runs in the bottom of the ninth. I start texting him, I get nothing back. Yeah. I'm like, you should turn on the TV. Yeah, and I tell him and he's like, That's bullshit. You're lying. Why are you lying to me? I'm like, Neil, I swear to God it's true. Come with me, Neil. Come with me. And anyway, so then then the Phillies went up, I think, by in two the, runs in, in the, the tenth. tenth. Yeah. And then the Yankees scored three runs in the bottom of the tenth. Paul it was Neil it, got a they, big head. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was the, the whole night. Put it this way: it was, it was. I bonded with someone that lived in 1925. <laughs> yeah. Because I felt like this is how they felt. Because we had to watch the whole game on the sports ticker. Yeah. So you base hit seven Yeah. It says what happened. Yes. Bernie Williams doubles to right. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Gee, they yeah. might be making a comeback. It was literally like I was in 1920. It was so sad. Yeah. yeah. So when they won, were you guys just yeah. like in disbelief, jumping around? Yeah, we were jumping. Well, up first down, of all, like, we were in disbelief. We didn't really, we didn't because we can't see it. We don't even know what's really happening. We're just yeah, trusting this stupid ticker. ticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, just, it was like the, it was oh like being God. in Times Square. You know, <laughs> war is over. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like. <laughs> but I have to admit, there was still a thrill to it. It yeah. was still a thrill. Well, hopefully, I'm ex- more excited about spring training this year than yeah. ever before. For, and uh, it's a great young mm-hmm. team and even Neil's excited come on Neil you gotta be excited yeah, for this on, team Neil. coming up yeah, alright we'll see Okay. alright let's go back to the fourth corner we like to do quizzes sometimes we do okay. a bunch of stuff but since you're here what I did was an advertising quiz okay and I'm what I didn't study. Oh, you know what? I'm, I don't want to say in front of Neil what it is because I don't want him to look up. I have to leave again. You have to leave. Oh, but you, there's a good you're going to after the first question, you have that story loaded because, uh, you know, Neil has a great story okay. about one of these questions. Okay. We okay. talked about this. Got All right. It. So we're going to put Neil in the hallway. We'll be right. OK. There. All right. All right. Neil's been placed in the soundproof booth. Of course, I. OK, <laughs> he's got like. He put cotton balls in his ears. Like, that doesn't work, Neil. This is an advertising quiz. I'm going to give you the slogan. You tell me what the uh, company is. Sure. I mean, not the the company who came up with the quiz, but the... um, Okay. You know what I mean? That's the quiz. Did I hit the button? I don't know. Let's do this. Advertising quiz. Neil's in the soundproof booth. I give you the slogan. You tell me what the product is. Here we go. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Yeah. Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. AT&T. We try harder. Avis. The quicker picker upper. Mm, bounty. Yep. Number five. The kind of fragrance that's here to stay, and they call it Charlie. Yep. Mm-mm, good. Um, that's what Campbell's soup. Yep. When it absolutely positively has to get be there overnight. Phoenix. Yep. The best the man can get. Um, Gillette. Yeah, I wonder. I, how did I have to think about that? That was that was that yours? For, no. <laughs> <laughs> when you care enough to send the very best, some flowers. I don't know. All right, we got one wrong. <laughs> Hallmark. Oh, okay. 
Um, Do you have any slogans from this century? <laughs> no, I went famous ones. Okay. I went famous one. Snap, crackle, pop. Oh, Rice Krispies. Yeah. Tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. I'm going to say Fancy Feast. I don't know. Ooh, Meow Mix. Oh. <laughs> it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Purdue. Yeah. The Uncola. 7-Up. Do they still make 7-Up? Yeah. It takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Timex? Yep. Wow, I'm old. Let your fingers do the walking. Yellow pages? Yes. <laughs> hey, Mikey, he likes us. Uh, Life cereal? Yep. I've fallen and I can't get up. Uh, that's the, oh my God, that's still on now. It's yes. The, there you go. I've fallen and I can't get up. So I give you the up. one that's still I don't playing. Know, the, 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 I don't know. I can't remember the I'm going to come name. back to it. Okay. Once you pop, you can't stop. Oh, boy. Oh, shoot. Okay. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray, beer. Remember that one? Oh, that was a great campaign. Yeah, Red Stripe. Yep. Be like Mike. Air jo- I mean the Jordan campaign. What yeah. was what was that for? Be like Mike. Gatorade. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go back real quick. Uh uh I've fallen and I can't get up. Whoa. The clapper? No. No Life was, Alert. That's it, yeah. Once you pop, you can't stop. I don't know. Pringles. Oh, yeah, dummy. Oh, right. Okay, so you got 16 out of 20. Oh, my God. Neil has a chance Uh-oh. to actually win a quiz. <laughs> All right, let me bring him back in and see what's what. <laughs> Neil came in very excited. <laughs> he thinks he could what? Mm. Brian got 16 out of 20. You don't understand how much this slump is worn on my nerves, <laughs> my relationship with Bethel. I haven't talked to my family. This is an advertising quiz, Neil. It's I give you the slogan, you tell me the commer- you tell me what the product is. Done. Advertising minor. Oh, that's right. Advertising <laughs> oh minor. Oh, oh I'm feel- so nervous. Wait, wait. If I beat you, will you cast me in a commercial? Uh, first, I need to get a job. <laughs> and then, I, then I promise after that. I'm just joking. All right, let's do you it. You did great by me. I'm glad you didn't give Lenny any commercials. <laughs> Number one, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Mm, Alka-Sosa. Yes. And you have a story about I do about have this. a funny. I knew you were going to do that first. Yeah, go ahead. One of my favorite stories ever. Tell well, the, the funny thing is that it's like, a commercial it was kind of before our time but it was like a famous commercial plop plop fizz fizz and it's like i can't believe i ate the whole thing yeah yeah so the actor that did it right milton moss yeah right? when, when we first moved here i guess that's his name but i didn't want to say it but now i feel bad that i'm gonna make He's fun dead. of him oh is he did he uh, yeah he died so fuck him all right <laughs> no, no just joking no. so we worked at a restaurant i think and uh, me and bethel who is my better half and uh he fell in love with Bethel. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't really matter. But it, it didn't, you know, I wasn't jealous of the 90-year-old man. But mm-hmm. at the time, his his wife just had passed away. Did I not tell you no, this story? No, I don't know. His wife had just passed away. And he was, he was totally in love with Bethel. He would only come in if she was working. He would literally uh-huh. walk out of this restaurant. Bethel had a lot of these people. And so he started bringing things from his dead wife in. Like, yeah, that gets knickknacks and little things. And, of course, all he talked about every time was, I did this commercial, you might recognize me. Like, he always let let off with that. And then, so by the end, he bought his dead wife's panties in to Bethel. But not... Not like not bloomers. Yeah, like massive, huge <laughs> underwear. 
Which, and when Bethel Warm Beth- were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she never. I mean, Bethel's like a size <laughs> negative, yeah, too. Yeah. And Bethel would always be in the, we'd be back in the kitchen. She'd come home. was like, I'm like, oh my freaking God. Because Bethel's so nice. <laughs> oh, and she'd be yeah. like, these are amazing. Of course I'll use these. Oh my God. This is so nice. <laughs> oh and that's my connection to, uh, uh, Milt, uh, Moss. Yeah, to Milt Moss. And, and the trick's on you, it. Neil, because there's a time limit on this quiz. So I win. Flop, flop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Okay, you're one for one, Neil. Reach out. Reach out and touch someone. You gotta... Oh, shit, I know it, but it's hard you think. Oh, no. It's harder. You gotta read AT&T. We... Yes. <laughs> How about We Try Harder? Oh, uh, We Try Harder. Shit. I, I'm just terrible at tests. I, I clam up. I choke. I get sweaty. Oh, my God. We Try Harder. Uh, it sounds like uh, some kind of company. Some kind of company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to. You I got. Go back? I know. I'm just gonna. You guess. go back? I can go back. What do you mean? We try. I'll harder? go back. You we'll, want me to come go back circle to back around? You want to skip for now? No, no. We try harder. Oh. I'm guessing straight up. All right. We try harder. McDonald's. No. Avis. <laughs> I knew it was something. OJ. OJ threw me off. The, no, he did hurt. Yeah. The quicker picker upper. The quicker picker up bounty. Yes. Uh-oh. The kind, the kind of fragrance that's here to stay, and they call it Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you got that yeah, one right. That oh right. shit. Mm good. Mm good. Yeah, I know that Mm-mm one. Good. I know it's right Mm-mm on the tip Mm-mm of my. I should sing it for me, Lenny. Yeah, no, you, sorry, ooh, wait, wait. he's trying to give me. He's trying to help uh, you out. You actually switched the order when you called me last night. This was supposed to be number six. <laughs> yeah, it is number oh. six. Uh, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, mm, mm, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Mm, mm. Good mm, finger. I'm f- Kentucky Fried Chicken. Nope. Finger oh, licking good. Tell him, Brian. Mm. Did you get this one? Yes, he did. Yeah. Campbell's soup. Yeah. Oh that's shit! That's soup. I only know the All Campbell's right. soup. Number seven. The, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. I don't like that guy. He never would cast me in a commercial. This guy. He, I wasn't real people. He's like do less. Do less. Who? FedEx. Yes. Do less. <laughs> do less. I would kept doing less and then I became so boring. He's like, do more. <laughs> now now you've done two less. <laughs> the the You know who I'm talking about? No. This guy every time. Oh, he's the and FedEx they were such guy. big commercials, these FedEx. I'd get yep. callbacks and he'd hate it. He's the like, same director every time. Like, I, I think just, I, I might have done. I, I think I just get called they need like bald guys. That's what mm-hmm. the only thing I think of. The best a man can get. Uh, Gillette. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When you care enough to send the very best. When you care enough to send the very best, you do it this way. I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that one. I don't think I got Wait, this say one. it again. When you can't, you just Did you write it. this? Did you, you write this? No. When you care enough to send the very best. This is a famous one. I know it I is. I did write it, and I didn't get it. You did. So. You, you wrote it, and someone <laughs> yeah. stole it. That bastard. Uh, Stouffer's Candy. Stouffer's? No, oh, not bad. Hallmark. Dang it. I knew it was something with the card and something candy. Something that you would buy in a yeah, store. Yeah. Yeah. Snap, crackle, and pop. Uh, Captain Crunch. No. Rice I mean, Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Uh, Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I don't like cereal. Say, I meant that. I just <laughs> talked too fast. Ta- My brain was working. They, you know, tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. Mm, it hurts because it's a cat, but I don't give my cat treats. You have two cats. Uh... I know, but I won't give them treats. They're bad this for is them. food. I know. <laughs> Tastes so good. Cats, cats ask for it by name. 
I want to say Charlie, but that was the perfume from earlier. <laughs> Tastes so good, because that's my name. Charlie. See, it kind of worked. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of worked. Oh, shit. Meow Mix? Oh. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> wow. You're still in the game. Yeah. I love cats. <laughs> it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Mm. Swanson. No. Oh, my God. How do you not know shit. that? So this guy's bad. Purdue. Oh yeah, Frank Perdue. He's I, on television for I won't 25 eat Purdue years. Chicken. It's too. It's fake what? chicken. It's the, not free range chicken. I won't eat it. The Uncola. The RC. RC Cola. RC Cola. Seven up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I thought it's RC Cola. Remember that? Yeah. What's yeah. I don't know what the slogan is. There, what, Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. That's the Energizer. No. Dur- <laughs> Duracell. Nope. Oh. Oh, Timex. Yes. Dang it. You stink. That's terrible. Let your fingers do the walking. Does this mean I have Alzheimer's? Yeah. Just, yeah. just tell me if this is Let a test. Let your fingers do the walking. Uh, the yellow pages. Yes. Uh, hey, Mikey, he likes us. The What's that? That cereal. Life? Yep. Yeah. Good one. I've fallen and I can't get up. Well, I don't know the name of it, it's but it's still it's, on. I, no, but I know it. I just it's an alarm. The like the thing a, a phone I can't get up, but I don't know the name of it, but it's a it, I, I mean I wear it every day. <laughs> you wear one right <laughs> just now. Look at it. Yeah, Neil. yeah, I wear it all the time. You going to take a shot at it? Yeah, I'll take a shot at it. <laughs> um alarm me now? No. <laughs> oh. Life alert. Life alert. Yeah. I would have never got it's that. It's literally the only one still going. Once you pop, you can't stop. Oh, that's uh, Pop Rocks? Nope. Pringles. Oh, <laughs> oh, I should have known that. Hooray beer. Remember that one? I do remember that one. Schlitz. Mm. Malt liquor. Come on, man. No, hooray beer? Hooray beer. It was the Jamaican dude. Come on. You oh, had- red, 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 uh, shit. Don't, Seriously? No, I've don't, seen you drink this. I only drink Guinness. I went to Ireland. <laughs> I, I ever since I went to Ireland, I refuse to do any drinking except for Guinness. Uh uh Red Stripe. Right. Yeah. And the last one. Be like Mike. Remember the Michael Jordan campaign? What was that for? Uh, Nike. You got to be like oh. Mike now. <laughs> Wait. Gatorade. Oh, yeah. seriously? I thought yes. it was Nike. Yeah. I, I think that was Nike what was... first, and then I said, oh, he no, we get it. Shit, I've been well, buying Nike. Well, you are off to a good start, Neon. Yeah. Three, four, five, five, I thought you, you got, were going to do you more. You got like 10. I you wanted half. something. I and lost Brian again. Flynn, Yay, what do I get? Beat some. How much? How many did you get? 16. We give Brian the, the winning... Yeah, wow. uh, again, I minored. If I would have majored, I would have won. Oh, Dang it. <laughs> All right, we have time to do our last segment. Um, why don't we just uh, we'll wrap up today instead of our last segment? You said you have an advertising thing. Tell us that story. We got to do our last I segment. I like the story. last segment. I told that story. This is the I last you're segment. You're telling me you're gonna say you had an advertising the joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because I was talking about uh, how a lot of the clients in advertising are from the south. And you, you come to realize that these Southern clients don't like working with New Yorkers, but they have to because that's where the best agencies are. But sometimes you'd be presenting work to them and you can just see it in their face. You know exactly <laughs> what they're thinking when you're talking. They're thinking, Brian Flynn, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Um all right, our one thing, we usually end up with a, uh-huh. one, one last thing. It's okay. a, a good thing or bad thing of the week. Uh, like anything. It could be anything from the subway to stinks this week. A good, oh, a good restaurant good thing you was, saw. Oh, my God. The best thing ever. Oh. I was, so I'm in Central Park and walking the dog at night. And this couple comes up to me and said, 
can you take our picture by this bridge? So I said, sure. So I take a, two or three pictures, and the guy and I said, okay, I took a bunch. The guy says, can you take one more? I said, okay. He pulls out a ring. He gets on his knee, and he proposes to the girl. Wow. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I literally couldn't breathe. I'm like, <laughs> you couldn't click, breathe? Click, 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 click. Yeah, I was he wasn't like, proposing <laughs> to you. Yeah, no, but that's what I felt like. I said yes. I screamed yes. Did you send him in voice for the wedding photographer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now he's got a big, they have like 20 pictures of my thumb. So, <laughs> that is, that's pressure, though. That's actually, that's a lot of pressure. It was a lot pressure. of pressure. Yeah, yeah, I would have gotten great. nervous, too. Like, I'm oh, did you let him up. look at it? Did yeah, I get yeah. it? I just I get it? said, that was awesome, right. dude. And but I you ran. can't relive the moment. It's a once no. in a oh, lifetime. Oh, I still have their I mean, uh, uh, phone. So. Oh, you still have their phone. Ruined their day. Welcome to New York. Yeah. What, mine? Yeah. Mine is a bad thing. Okay. At first, I thought it was a good thing. The test okay. you took just now. The test was just embarrassing. I, just, I got to reevaluate my life again. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a good thing. I Bruce Springsteen's on Broadway. You know what we've talked about. I love Bruce oh, Springsteen. You got tickets? Uh, I've been doing the lottery. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, there's something seriously wrong now with the lottery. Because okay. it's just reject. I've never. I've been doing the Hamilton lottery, Bruce lottery. <laughs> and the fact that I have to do an effing lottery to win a Broadway. T- something's Every wrong day. with the world. And then <laughs> the fact that the real Bruce Springsteen tickets are 1200 to fifteen, twelve right. to 1500 for a ticket. So you're spending 3000 to 5000 for a night on the thing. But the, the, the thing that bothers me is that I have to, as a person that's a normal person, I cannot go to everything's a lottery now like that my, my only chance in life is a lottery and yes. it's it's just a, it's freaking depressing that's what happened with Suzanne uh the, this Harry Potter thing is coming to New York they're doing a lottery for that oh. it's a lottery because it's an all-day event it's a two-part all day it's like a three hours in the morning and three hours at night it's this huge thing and the people who love Harry Potter they say yeah. that it's in England and it's coming here it's the biggest thing ever it's the most it, the tickets are ridiculous I've money. never heard of one person that won this lottery I think it's all Suzanne a scam. Suzanne won the lottery. Suzanne, we all put in. They got tickets. I think it's not even a, a lottery. It's more like a, a list of mm-hmm. how to put in a code. It's just to weed out people and Uh-oh. get you in. No, but I'm talking. You had to, you, no. She won the code. Do you know anyone who won the lottery? That no. for Hamilton or no. it's a total scam. No. I've I never have, uh, met one I person. Beat Cal Ripken's streak of losing uh, <laughs> the lottery to the Hamilton. I lost every day for three years. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, really? it yeah, pisses man. me off. And oh, I think it's now all, I want to do it to get the all, ticket. It's oh, all oh a scam. God. There is no tickets. They just send you the same stupid email and they use the word unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, yes. yeah. That's their uh, big yeah. word. That's <laughs> a, that's that's a, they said to themselves like, what's a word no one can be confused uh, by? Unfortunately, yeah. you're a loser. But why am I getting lottery tickets for Bruce Springsteen? What is? Why can I not pay two hundred dollars for a ticket? That's a lot of money. Four hundred dollars for two tickets. Right. That's bearable. Twelve hundred. Because Bruce has to. I don't know. But who's what does going? Not, he Who does is doing? My only chance to go to Bruce Springsteen is like to get in some like, like poor group and help some kids or something, <laughs> and then sneak in with them yeah. at like eleven a.m. on a Sunday or something. I know. Uh, you know. I know the uh, the sax player in Steely Dan. Do you want to go see them? No, I want to go to <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Isn't one of the Steely Dan just he, he died? died yeah. Yeah. I thought you were seriously going to go like, oh, it's I didn't know you wanted to go, Neil. I know the guy that's the stage manager for the show. Uh, no. I've gone like three times. I don't even want to go anymore. <laughs> you know I don't want to go see Bruce Springsteen. But I would go, I guess. Yeah, yeah. If, do you want me to try and get in the lottery too and get you those tickets? No, I want a regular ticket. I don't want any lotto shit. I don't want to win the what? lottery. I don't want to do lottery. You just want to be rich and just buy tickets. I don't. I want. I just don't like the idea of a lottery. It's just bullshit 
It pisses me off. You know what was a good lottery? The publisher's clearinghouse. You got a couple. <laughs> ma- you got a couple magazines, and that was bearable because yeah. GQ came and Golf Magazine and Sports oh, Illustrated. Man. All right. I'm trying to think of my one for the week. My one for the week is probably this show. I'm going to thank Neil for being so succinct, and we kept it right on the button. And it's the perfect length rather than the Lisa Traeger episode, which I have edited. It took me two hours to edit this morning. So thank you, Neil. You're welcome. I'm going to, this is taking me no, it's going to take me four minutes to get this ready for air. So, Brian, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming in. I definitely was. was, You should write a book. I love that. I love that you live this. You were in New York advertising and both lives. You've seen them both. It's such a dream for so many people to be in advertising in New York City, in the heart of it. So I don't know. I think it'd be a good idea for. And you also have taken us to more steak dinners off of your (laughs) your uh, perks. Oh yeah, that we didn't even talk. We'll do that next time. We'll talk about our because we could go on. We love steak dinners. All right, thanks, Brian. Thank you. Bye, everybody.